Hello and welcome to the very first Perusia podcast. I'm Shabal Raish, director of Perusia, and I'm with other co-hosts, good friends and colleagues, Mark Griffin and Philip Brooks. How are you, Shabal? I'm doing pretty well. Mark, Shabal. Very good. Maybe we should um, <laughs> tell people a little bit about this new podcast, what we're trying to do, what we're aiming to do, um, and touch a bit about, I guess, what they're familiar with, you know, with our, the Cradio platform, the Perusia Hour, what we've had over the over the many years. Uh, Mark, you've been a co-host with me on that. Philip, you've been interviewing guests uh, over the years for Cradio. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is a brand new type of show. Um, it, it's not going to be as long as an hour. Um, it, it could be anything, actually. It could be 20, 30, 40 minutes. It could be 15 minutes. But uh, we're going to take advantage of guest speakers from around the world who come and visit us, some local Australian speakers, and uh, talk about things of the day, get to know them, get to know the personal life, uh, get to know a side of them that we don't normally see when they're speaking, you know, in churches and, and uh, schools and universities. Get to know the people a little bit. When we're yeah. on the – we do the Peruse Your Hour, which is continuing. We, we're back into that for 2020. But in that format, it's, it's an hour-long format. It's a long discussion about – one topic, multiple topics, but this particular one, I suppose what we're aiming to do is, is get to know the people that little bit better. Um, sometimes we're only going to get them for 10 minutes because, let's be honest, we, we stuff their schedules pretty full when they yeah. come out here with us. But it's mm. it's just to get to know these guys and girls because there's a there's a whole list even coming out this year. Um, get to know them a bit better and... Um, and yeah, just in this in the spare time that we've got, just get a few little snippets of wisdom from them that we can share with the wider audience. And that's the great beauty of this platform. You know, it's not locked into any particular format. We can make it whatever we want so that it's, um, you know, the most entertaining and the, the most interesting. That's right. I'm, I'm pu- very excited about this year and um, the podcast to come, some exciting things happening and great opportunities ahead of us. We're going to have a lot of fun too, aren't we? Not at my yes. expense. Yeah, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Well, there's an opportunity also for the listeners and viewers um, to get to know us personally, and uh, I think that's important too. We are real human beings on the other side of this microphone, and we have families, we have friends, we have struggles, we have um, lots of things happening in our lives, but I'd like to have an opportunity to share it. So, um, Well, let, we're going to break this up over three episodes to start off this yeah. podcast, and each one of those will get to know a little bit about one of each of us. So this time we'll start with you, Shabel. Uh, you're the brains behind this whole operation. You're you're the reason this whole operation exists. Let's be honest. And I'd like to think God is. But uh, well, there. Yeah, all right. I'll, I'll grant that. you that. Absolutely, <laughs> I'll grant you that one. Mm. But it, it's your legwork that got this. Uh, that got Perusia Media at the time off the ground, and we've recently transitioned to Perusia um, because we do a lot more than what we originally set out to do with Perusia Media. Our scope has grown and. And there's so many doors being opened that uh, we, we can't even walk through each and every one of them at the moment just because there are too many being opened, which is, which is a blessing. Um, it also involves discernment as we go along. But just for the listeners that haven't come across us or are coming across us just recently, can you tell us a little bit initially about what it was that, that I suppose inspired you to, to begin Parisia Media and just a really uh, Reader's Digest version of, of the beginning to where we are now? Yeah, so the start of Parisia. Absolutely. You don't want to know about myself. No, well, that, that will we'll be part of it. I'm sure that's mm. part of How the discussion. How far back do I go? <laughs> do I go back like primary school, high school? Do I go back to... Well, this is interesting you because you've actually got your book coming out this year, very right. soon to be released. So don't give too much away. Yeah, that's right. Very good. Leave them wanting more. How Islam led me back to Christ coming out this year. Look, come for, can't wait. All right, well, yeah, very quickly, um, I am... Uh, um, Born and raised in Sydney, and I grew up as a as a Catholic. Um, went to Catholic primary school. Um, we prayed the rosary growing up, but we did fall away for a moment there. Went to a public school, and then I had my encounter in my final year of high school. Um, that's what the book's about. Talks about my encounter with a Islamic. Um, we say in Arabic Sheikh or Sheikh in in English, but uh, he's an Imam from Jordan, and we had an encounter at the Lakemba Mosque there. Had a great discussion. I gave my life over to Allah and Muhammad. Then God, Jesus had other plans. Um, found my faith. So I'm not going to go to all that now. People can buy the book. How Islam led mm. me back to Christ. But after that, my life really did change for the better. Um, as an 18 year old um, graduating from high school. I had to look for resources um, to learn the faith and those questions that I couldn't answer. How do we know God is real? How do we know God is three in one, the Trinity? How do we know God became man? How do we know he even died on the cross and resurrected? Do we have any evidence for it? Um, Is it completely made up? 
Um, and so out of all the places I had to pull from, I was in St. Michael's Belfield where they have, till this day, Lumen Verum Apologetics. And that really um, laid the foundation for my faith. I met characters like Robert Haddad, David Obede, Arlette Bowen, Dr. Andrew Fong, Eamon Keane, uh, Raymond D'Souza was speaking back then. And these great speakers really taught the faith in a clear and concise way. I was able to ask questions and I just wanted more and more of it. And I used to go every week to these talks. Um, and then they had these resources at the back. So funny, uh, you know, Mary Giraboldi, Danilo, would set up a table for Kateri Books and Media. Mary, as we know, is on, on the team at Perusia now, which is great. Mm. But uh, they had Kateri Books and they had these Scott Hahn cassettes. And that's how I, I noticed they were there. But it wasn't until a retired priest friend of mine at Benedictine, uh, Father Chris, who gave me my first Scott Hahn cassette. And when I listened to that, that really, um, yeah, shook me up and answered many questions that I, I was looking for. From there, I want to get more, and basically, it just kept feeding me. After talk after talk after talk, invited me over uh, to his place. I started to um, pray the divine office with him. I got to know him. It was just great for me to know another Catholic, <laughs> and then let alone someone who knows his faith, and then just give me a a, a place to to just. Um, ask questions and learn more about the faith. So I was introduced to a whole new world, Scott Hahn, EWTN, the Divine Office, the, the life of the church, a bit of Latin, um, and I just loved it. And I started to meet other young Catholic friends. Um, and then I entered into the seminary, and that's a lot of people forget that, but I was in the seminary for a year and a half and uh, at the Good Shepherd, and I would listen to Archbishop Fulton Sheen, um, but I really loved my time there uh, in the seminary, the study, the introduction to theology, philosophy, scripture, um, and the, just the colleagues there um, who uh, many of them now are priests, and it's so great to see them. Um, but I discerned it wasn't my calling. I was called to marriage. And when I came, reconnected with my wife, Christine, who we were friends from St. Chabelle's, um, the rest was history. We, we uh, hit it off at first after a year and proposed to her. And it was in that time uh, when I proposed a month before Perusia began. And what happened outside of the seminary, I was looking for more Scott Hahn cassettes and the technology changed. So I was like out of this world for a year and a half and uh, the world didn't stop. <laughs> um, mm. And so CDs were the norm. And but, the, but that cassette set still takes pride of place in the Perusia office, just as a reminder. Right, uh, at the yeah. entrance. Um, mm. uh, we are in the office right now. And uh, at the entrance, as people walk in, they'll see that original cassette series. Um, uh, it, I can remember it now, evangelizing Catholics, um, calling Catholics to become Bible Christians and vice versa. That's so was this fantastic. before the time of Catholic Answers and your big, your big Catholic speakers? Absolutely. You mentioned that EWTN was around, but how, yes. what was the sort of apologetics landscape? Yes, yeah, so in Australia, they, the only thing on that was going on regularly was Lumen Verum Apologetics Friday mm -hmm. nights, still going on today, but that was it on a local level. Um, there was familiarity with Catholic Answers, but I, I think it wasn't promoted wide. Um, EW10 was known. People had to get the big satellite dish to get them. So unless you had $1,000 um, to install it, um, you, you couldn't access it. It wasn't online. It wasn't streaming online at the time. Mm. Uh, but Father Chris had it. And so he, I got to see Scott Hahn uh, on, on that TV of his. And, uh, yeah, that was my introduction. The Lamb Supper was the first series I saw. So we've also got that on DVD, and yep. that's at the front, just to remind us of, of just the beginnings of a taste of learning the faith of, of formation and, and the importance of, of getting answers to those questions we all have. So when Perusia Media began back then, it was Perusia yeah, Media. That's right. What what did that look like? Because it looks very different these days. So for the people that didn't uh, know of Perusia Media back in the time, give them a little bit of a taste of, of yeah. what it was, very different to nowadays. Yeah, there was no office at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> it was a garage, um, wasn't it? It was a, in, in fact, it was just a, a dining room, okay. um, <laughs> if you really want to go specific at the very beginning. And then when I moved a year later, it was a garage. Um, but the very first year, my mother was with me packing CDs. Now, I didn't even know how to do any of this. Uh, I remember the phone call to St. Joseph Communications, Ruben Cazada, he answered it. It took me three or four attempts to marry up the, uh, the time zone difference. So when the local distributor said she can't get any more copies of, of the CDs, I had to contact the supplier who was in America. I had to figure out, okay, who's the supplier? St. Joseph's went on their website, got the number, and every time I called, it was always outside the operating hours. Finally, one in the morning, I finally nailed the time. 
um, and Ruben Cazada uh, answered, and I said, oh, I'd like to get some Scott Hahn CDs. And he says, no problem. And, you know, I think it was a $20 CD set I wanted. And then he t- it was US dollars, so that was around 25 Aussie dollars. But then he said, oh, the shipping, and he worked it out for me. And he goes, oh, yeah, that's uh, $35 or something like that. I said, what? And it's a common problem. <laughs> We're talking US dollars the as shipping well. Than the product. And it's like, mm. wow, the shipping is more than the, the CD set. And then when I added up, it was like 60 or $70 by the time mm. it was going to be in my hand. I said, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I can only buy a one-off uh, CD set. I said, is there any other way of getting these? And he said, well, we used to have a distributor. We don't have one anymore. Uh, if you know of anybody, um, let us know. Would like All you do is get the, the uh, master copies from us, and then you can manufacture them locally, pay us a royalty, and, and, and you're good. And then I, I took all the notes, and I went uh, to share this information with um, Anthony Cleary, who was the director of the CCD. And I was with my seminarian friend then, um, uh, James Foster, who's now Father James Foster. He's in the, in the Diocese of Lismore now. Um, and so he, we wanted this idea of a Sydney Catholic bookshop. And uh, the, so the mustard seed was out in Lidcombe. And in, in the polling centre, they had the CCD, the Confraternity of Christian Doctrine. They had just a small section where they sold some resources for the catechists. But they didn't have a wide range of, of products. And we thought, wouldn't it be great to have access to all these resources? We sat down with Anthony Cleary um, and we told him we can actually get material from St. Joseph's. He was very curious about the concept and he said, do a bit more investigating. We did, found out we had to get a website, had to um, register a name and, and, and do all that. Um, came back to him and he said, all right, this is excellent. All right, well, if you can get it organized and I'll place the first order. I said, oh, I, I think we should do it under the CCD. And he said, oh, now this is your idea. You can do it. So um, I remember I was in uni at the time. After the seminar, I had to go to uni for the first time as a mature age student and uh, and uh, set all this up. And I was sitting with my friend um, Anthony at the time, Anthony Suka, who's a, a web developer. Now, he's a quadriplegic, and he was coding websites with his mouth. So he had this mouthpiece, and he would type literally with his mouth, letter by letter, and back then, the coding, uh, those who understand coding, you might appreciate this, to do a space. You don't mm. just press space bar. Mm. You had mm. to do a bracket, spell mm. the word space, and another bracket, and then you can get a space between letters. Now imagine that. You have to mm. do that every time. Oh, it's just a headache. But he would, he would code um, websites. And I sat down with him and said, can we get this website? He goes, okay, let's think of a name. And uh, I thought, something about the second coming. And we actually like Lumen Verum, a Latin word. So we looked for Latin words and then we looked for um, um, what we're looking for, Hebrew words. And then this Greek word, uh, Perusia, popped up. And, and it took a, a day or so to come up with this. And it was Perusia. We, we did a search. No one else had it. Um, and it meant the second coming. And we thought, okay, let's do it. And then he found this angel or statue online and we flipped it, painted it blue. And it's similar to what you see behind me. Um, the angel blowing a trumpet, symbolizing that final moment, you know, at, at the end of time, we're going we're gonna, to we're prepare for Christ's return. And the angels on all four corners of the earth, as the Revelation describes, are going to blow the trumpets, preparing for the way of the king. And uh, that was the idea of it. Um, so Perusia Media was born. We registered it. Um, and so May of 2005, the name was registered. And we had our first 20 copies of Scott Hahn title so things like his conversion story um uh, answering common objections and, and the rest uh, is history we've got all that then i the next problem so how do we make copies of this <laughs> and i had to uh, search around and um about that this place in silverwater sydney was doing it they still supply our cases actually but uh, um they manufactured the cds for us paid them a fee and then we i sold them on so anthony cleary went to him with a box I made like uh, I think ten of every title at the time, and uh, he bought a couple of every title, and we were underway. So 2005, the first order was placed with CCD, and uh, they had it in their little bookshop there, and um, I just continued on at university, and I didn't do any advertisement. People who heard about it started to contact me. So Cardinal Newman Center, um, Portico Books, we had uh, in Perth there was a, a the record had a gift shop back then. Um, John the 23rd in Melbourne and they just heard oh we can get Scott Hahn resources through this uh, Perusia media and uh, I would send them 
um, the resources back then and wholesale. I was learning what's retail, what's wholesale, what's a, what's the typical discount you give and all that I had to learn on the fly. And uh, yeah, in the first four years, it was very much just word of mouth. People contacted me. I go to the post myself. I um, If I ran out, I went back to Silverwater, made more copies. If they ordered something from the St. Joseph website and I didn't have it, then I'd order it from St. Joseph's, bring it in. So you, that whole process was weeks. Uh, and I'd do all this outside of um, uni and family time. It'd just be in my own time. When you were doing these first few years, what, what's the degree you studied, first of all? Yeah, um, it was a Bachelor of um, PDHPE, so Personal Development and Education, Physical Education. So while you were working on that, how much, what was your time split between uni oh and, and, so and working with these I was engaged, so preparing for a wedding. Um, I wanted to finish this degree as quick as possible. So it was a four-year degree, and I did it in two and a half years, which okay. meant they allowed, they don't allow this anymore, but they allowed us back then to do extra units. So I was, I was doing six subjects a semester when typically what is it now for four, four. Yeah. so if you add up six subjects a semester i think even the last semester i had to do a seventh just to get it over the line or something <laughs> like that and um so two and a half years did did that so i was actually at uni every day normally you're there for three days or something but i was there five days a week um and then i was doing casual jobs like uh gym instruction at the aquatic center across the road um, I was working in a gymnasium in Canterbury Leagues, Belmore, closer to my home. I was living in Belfield before getting married, so I was only up the road. And, uh, yeah, do this. And I was heavily involved in the church as well. So Guardians was going, Lumen I'm still attending talks wherever I could, still getting, you know, working with Christine on the wedding and lots going on. And, um, and my mum would be there helping me pack the CDs <laughs> when I need them. And the uh, thing that was driving all this behind it was, I suppose, the excitement that you had when you, you had that experience um, in the mosque and then you had the experience back in the Catholic Church and it yes. changed your life. But at this point, that excitement is surely still there and driving yes. what you're doing Absolutely. throughout the day and, and driving your desire not only to, to bring resources in, but to actually hear these things yourself. It's a matter Definitely. of you listen first and then share it because there's, there's just so much there. There's this wealth of information and, and to this day, that, that pool of resources is still growing. Um, Amazing, as so, you know. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know very, very clearly these days because that's now my role is to continue bringing in all the, the new resources. So, um, but w when you finished your uni degree, so uni's now off the uh, off the agenda. Where did that leave you with your work life around Perusia Media? Because yeah. you still weren't doing this anywhere near full no, time. That's right. Married, married in two thousand and six, um, and then so I moved out of home from Belfield. We moved into uh, uh, an area called George's Hall near uh, Bankstown Airport Way. Um, and that's where we had the garage. And I then, um, first time I could actually display um, the, the, the resources. So that was interesting. And then um, I was slowly growing the range from there. And I would work at nights or on weekends just to keep it going. Um, and, and we had our first trial, 2007. Um, he was baptized. It was funny. Uh, I, was, I met Christine uh, July 1, 2004. We were courting, July two thousand, July one two thousand and five engaged, July one two thousand and six married, July one two thousand and seven we baptized our first child, we named him Michael, because Saint Michael's Belfield was a key part of our uh, relationship, and so mm -hmm. it was fitting to name the first child Michael, um, and then yeah the following year we had Raphael, and then the following year and a half uh, we had Elizabeth, and now seven children later. Um, thanks be to God, it's just been busy. But in those early years, I, I finished the degree and I got my first job as a teacher full-time at my old high school, Belmore Boys High. And it was so funny, I was doing a maths um, block. So this uh, teacher went on maternity leave and I filled in for her. Um, as a maths teacher? As a maths teacher. I'm not even trained in maths. <laughs> so there was now. no one else, obviously. <laughs> yeah, they, they really scraped the ball of the barrel. What, do you remember what grade it was? It was seven to twelve, oh, so wow. I had d different grades. I had um, a HSC class, you know. I mean, like, what's going on? <laughs> but I, what I love about maths, it was great. I was, I was working with my old um, teachers. Uh, it was still hard for me to call them by their first name. <laughs> um, I still call them sir or their last name, and they, you can, mate, you can call us by our first name <laughs> now. Come on, like, you know, I'm about twenty six by then, or something <laughs> like. That. Um, and then. Uh, uh, as I'm doing my uh, teaching there, I, I would, they were full-on days. I would open the gym in the morning. I would do sometimes some PT sessions because I had a personal training degree. Mm -hmm. 
I would then go to Belmore Boys from 8.30 till 3.30. And then I have an evening session uh, closing the gym, four hours at night. So this was my life for the first few years of marriage. My wife was working full-time as a teacher at Redavale in, in Sydney. Um, and when we had the first child, so very quickly she went back to work um, after the first month or so two. Um, and she would bring the baby to work. Um, and they allowed her. They were so, they were so um, accommodating. But, yeah, we had busy lives those first few years. She really was the breadwinner in, in the first couple of years of marriage because um, she had a permanent job and I was still finishing uni. When I finally got my full-time job, baby two was born and baby three was expecting and that was it. She went to casual or part-time and I was the breadwinner and I was working at Belmore Boys. Then I got a call from Redfield College, Andrew Mullins, and offered me a PE degree, which is what I'm trained in. And I said, yeah, I, the, my, um, my, my boss at the time said, look, if I were you, I'd do that. So I went and came to, Bill, it came to Redfield in 2008, midway through uh, as World Youth Day year, and uh, loved it over here. And uh, it was funny, a year later, we, the next phase of Perusia began. Chapter two. You ready for that? Okay, what, let's what get was chapter, right. What was it? What was it? <laughs> well, <laughs> don't leave us waiting. <laughs> we got our first speaker. And so ah, uh, yes. 2009, a year after World Youth Day, we, we wanted to get Scott Hahn out, but he was just too difficult. He wasn't available. So we thought to ourselves, what? To all those listening, we're still trying. <laughs> yes, he has agreed verbally. I've also got it in writing. We just haven't got a signed contract yet. So please pray for that. We, we wrote it down. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's been uh, 10 years in the making, but... Tim Staples was the second largest, second most popular speaker, and we had a large range of, of his resources back then. So we contacted him. We contacted St. Joseph's because he used to work there. They then told us he just moved to Catholic Answers. So in 2009, he he was he was at Catholic Answers for about a year or two, and um, and so I didn't know that, and, and I had to go through Catholic Answers, and then I saw the requirements. You know, the, the speaking fee. You're paying for for travel days. You've got uh, accommodation fees there's a per diem fee there's a um the, the airfare tickets and you start adding it up and oh my goodness you know we needed to raise ten thousand dollars and and apparently they even like to eat while they're here yeah, and, yeah, yeah. that's right tim tim <laughs> knows how to eat that was great <laughs> <laughs> um, you took him to eljana didn't you surely <laughs> absolutely yeah, yeah i think it just started then and uh that's how the craze started the, the, the famous chicken uh, um timmy loves it but um, he said last time he was here, he said it's the best chicken that he's tasted anywhere in the world. There you go, <laughs> Eljana chicken. There was actually a picture with Tim um, at Eljana posted on Facebook just last year when he was here, and his wife Valerie wasn't too happy that he was eating at Eljana. So. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but he was he was great when he came out. Um, we didn't know what to expect. Um, I was doing it in the school holidays. Uh, it was six days, all over Sydney. We tapped into different parishes who hosted. So my wife and I, in the space of an evening, we planned a six-day tour. Christine was there. I said, what do we do with him for six days? I said, okay, what's, what, what's regular? So Lumen Verum Apologetics was Friday nights. Guardians was Wednesday nights. Theology of the Body was on Monday nights. Theology of the Body, Theology on Tap. Um, and so we thought, okay, there's the structure. Now, what do we do Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday? And then um, we just bit by bit filled it out and had a packed schedule and uh, and – we just passed buckets around and we raised enough money to pay for the um, the fee plus had about $7,000 left over, which was fantastic. And we thought, okay, now let's invest this to the next speaker. What do we do now? And that's when we started looking for more. But I just have to say, Tim really launched Perusia and the first venue happened to be Redfield College. Um, the first talk, uh, Holiness. Holiness in the family, holiness in, in the, the courtyard family. out at Redfield. That's, that's right. right. That was the very first talk. Later that day, he went and gave his testimony at Our Lady of Lebanon, and 800 people showed up. And then Theology on Tap, it was a record for them, another 800 people showed up. It just was like, and what was happening, social media was just going crazy. People were spreading the word, and this excitement around Sydney, um, and word was spreading. By Wednesday night, Guardians, he gave a talk on Islam, over 1,500 people. <laughs> we still haven't matched that yet, but <laughs> wow. And we had Islamic friends there, and what a night. Um, and then Thursday night, we're at the Melkites, and again, um, 800 people. It was just consistent. And even at Lumen Verum, the parish priest at the time said, oh, you're not going to get more than 200 people. Um, that's, a, that's a massive night, 200. The, the hall fits about 400. Well, uh, we, we turn up, and as 
as as was uh, the case all week, packed. It was about six or seven hundred people. Not enough chairs. People were all over the place outside on the floor, and the priest was pleasantly surprised. Yes, <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, then we did our first conference as well at Bethlehem College, big hall. About eight hundred showed up to that. Everything was free, um, pass buckets, and that was the model. And very quickly, people were looking forward to the next one, and we're like, oh, okay, well, we don't know who next. And <laughs> we started thinking Alex Jones' story was very interesting. Um, uh, St. Joseph's had a DVD on that, and we thought, oh, that'll be great. Steve Ray also, um, word got back to Steve Ray, and he heard of us, and, and we connected, and then uh, Father Mitch Pacwa. And from there, I, it was so funny. I was emailing them and didn't get a response, and then after two weeks, all three responded said, yes, we can come. Oh, now we have a problem. Which one do we pick? Yes, that's And it. so then with the volunteers, um, all three, all three come. And uh, it was amazing. Um, uh, we booked them in. So Alex Jones came with his wife. Steve Ray came with his wife. And uh, uh, Father Mitch Packwell came, and it was for 20 days. Like we had from six days to 20 days. The following school holidays, so this was a year later, July school holidays. And we instead of um, uh, Sydney only, it was five cities, 40 talks. And we estimated over 10,000 people came when you add up all the venues. And it was just an amazing, amazing time. And, and as the years have gone by, the tours have very much become the, the focal point of the year as far as what we work towards, the resources we now bring in, a focus towards which uh, presenters are coming out. And we've had a massive list of presenters over the years since then. So for you, who were some of the highlights? Obviously, Tim's, Tim's the first year and then the, the immediate follow-ups to that. But over the years who have been some oh, of the standouts. Wow. And I know that's a hard question to answer because yeah. I think it's fair to say we haven't had a dud tour. Um, everybody that's been here has provided something unique and something so useful for us. But who would you say is a standout? Certainly from, uh, look, for obvious reasons, Tim Staples, who sort of launched us to that next level. Um, but outside of Tim, I mean, standouts now, Deacon Harold really rocked our world when the most dynamic speaker on the planet become good friends Jason Evert um, what he can the way he captivates young people and his heart for the mission has been phenomenal uh, dr. Edward Shree the impact he's had they're, they're just to name a few I mean there's been many um, you know and they've all been amazing I, I can't say any tour has been been bad or negative they've all been exactly, really yeah. blessed and they've moved people and as long as they're changing people's lives we keep going and that was the case each time. Absolutely. And not only are the tours increasing over the years, but the reach is also increasing. We're not just around Sydney anymore. We've even done international tours in the last few years. Yes. So I think Deacon Harold was instrumental in getting tours through Southern Asia underway. And, That's right. And he's got a relationship there now and, and they want him back regularly. And and so, yeah, the, the reach. Could you ever have imagined oh. back in 2005 what sort of reach we would have by no. 2020? No, I mean, originally it was just getting a speaker for our local, yeah, St. Chabel, St. Michael's, you know, in our local community, that local area, and it just expanded and word of mouth spread. And when we got to the point where we had an opportunity to go to the Philippines, Malaysia, Singapore, Indonesia, it was like, wow, I'm pinching myself every time we we're doing this. And uh, the impact is having. Now, they all still want us to come back with more speakers. It's just very difficult financially to, in US dollars to get these guys to go over and then uh, and work out flights and all that in, you know, in, in the weak dollar. But we're, we're trying to raise money. Thank God now we've got more donors coming on board and we're getting to a point where we can make that happen uh, in years to come. But there's, there's no stopping. We're not going to say no to any invitation that we can make happen if it's possible and now new zealand coming up um this will be our first time there for a speaking tour i've been there recently for the first time and uh, that was for consulting which was interesting but but uh deacon harold will be giving a, a talk and myself um in auckland this year at the eucharistic conference so looking forward to that that will be amazing yeah. and and the other thing we're doing this year for the first time is a tour in in america we've been invited yes absolutely which is big news and it's, it's very exciting uh, perusia um, now they're, they're calling it the Australian Invasion um, Day now. Uh, it's got to catch. Um, but Simon Carrington, uh, who was at the very first talk at Redfield in the courtyard at the front row, and he's the famous Simon that Tim Staples points out. It's in the it's in the recording, yeah. and um, and now Simon is a full time speaker. Believe it or not, yeah, it was a student of mine um, when I was teaching PE. He was a HSC student. Uh, he did very well. 
Um, I'd like to think that was his teacher that was helping him <laughs> then, but um, he he had a love for our Lord. It was very obvious. Um, there was something that, that separated him from the rest, and he just definitely had something special there. And, and, and it was always this deep love for the faith, and he was turning up to all the Perusia events, and uh, in the end... Uh, Along with his family, too. Yeah, the that's whole right. Carrington family. So what Mr. and Mrs. They're always there in the front row. Oh, unbelievable. Um, what a blessing they are, what they've done. Inspiration. Um, but, you know, he joined uh, the Perusia team, and did everything, answering phones, uh, uh, printing, burning CDs, packing, processing the orders, you name it, he was doing it all. And at that time, uh, so we evolved from the garage to a shared space with my brother's print shop, uh, Wild FX, to then um, back into a lounge room, but this time it was a bigger lounge room in my my new home. We moved from George's Hall up to northwest uh, of Sydney, and uh, we set up an office there. Um, and then from there... The next phase again for Perusia, which I should share. Absolutely, yeah. What do you reckon? Absolutely, let's go for it. <laughs> do we so have time? Oh. Uh, we're out of time. Till oh, next no. time. But the beauty of the podcast, we set the time. Let's keep going. <laughs> yes, um, but I think this is quite special. Just another sign that God is with this uh, ministry. Um, in 2013, Christophanic came to Australia. He would have been number 18 or 19, uh, 19th guest. Um, and so up until then, we, we, you know, we're doing things the way we normally do, go around... But I, um, we had baby five on the way, and and I was sharing with Chris, who was just staying at my house. Uh, he saw the office in the lounge room. That look, I'm struggling to make ends meet. I don't know if we're going to keep this ministry going. And he said, "Don't give up. That we need desperately need this work. You'll be surprised how many people work full time on on with apostolates." He said, "Very few in the world, even in America." And I said, "Really?" I said, "Yeah. A lot of them have other jobs, and then they basically just do this on the side." He goes, so if you can if you can work out a way, just do it. We need it. And anyway, that was that was his sort of message to me. And he went back. Um, Christine and I were thinking, oh, look, baby five on the way. It's going to be difficult. And, you know, life is getting busier at home. Uh, and we just thought, look, let's leave it up to the Lord if he wants us. And we're already thinking maybe Simon Carrington could keep it going and maybe we just hand it to him and he can do it. Um, and about a month later, I got an email from Chris Stefanik, and he just wanted to touch base, saying, "How are you doing?" Um, uh, and he said, "I was just you, your name came to me in prayer, and I just want to encourage you to keep going. The Southern Hemisphere needs you." <laughs> it's like, "Well, okay, it's a pretty powerful statement." Mm-hmm. A month later, the the cyclone hit um, the Philippines, um, and it destroyed uh, many homes. And then, so the Maronite Church did a big fundraiser. Eight hundred people came to this fundraiser. I turned up. And that night was interesting because so many people came up to me saying, hey, those CDs have changed my life. And I remember it clearly, and it wasn't just one or two. It was, it was weird. It was like 20 or 30. You know, it was, you know you, you take notice of that. And they said, keep going. There's that message again. And I said, okay, is that a sign, Lord? And then, um, okay, I said, I'm really testing you now. God, give me thing, things happen in threes. Um, if Scott Hunt agrees to come to Australia, I'll take that as a sign that you want me to continue, and I'll continue. I'll do a Scott Hahn tour <laughs> if I had to. And uh, the next day, Simon Carrington answers the phone. He was working with me at the time. He hands it to me. He goes, a guy named Kevin. So I said, hello, Shabelle speaking. <laughs> and he says, are you Shabelle? Yeah, I'm Kevin. I've just come from the Holy Land with Scott Hahn. Scott Hahn told me to call you. Really? <laughs> I literally I pulled the phone off my head. I remember doing this, uh, looking at Simon with a weird face. and. <laughs> Is this for real? And anyway, and he, and he said, yeah, I just took my whole family. We've got seven kids. Oh, the whole nine of us um, were in the Holy Land with him and absolutely loved him. I invited him to come to Australia, and he said, I need to work with you. So uh, how do we make it happen? He was just very straight to it. And I said, okay, um, are you in Sydney? He says, no, I'm in Melbourne. Um, I said, are you ever in Sydney? He said, yeah, I'm coming in a few months, so maybe I can connect. Sounds good. And in the end, that was the phone call. I hung up, and I thought, okay, Lord, you have a sense of humour. Um, you know how to answer prayers pretty quickly so then I said okay Lord you made it you confirmed it we're going to continue now what happened in the meantime I went see as Perusia was growing it was pulling more and more of my time I actually went part time in teaching in 2011 and uh, so for a couple of years I was working part time with teaching and part time on Perusia and uh, but because baby five was struggling financially and I said to my wife she said, look, maybe go back to full-time teaching. And thanks to James Burford at the time, who was headmaster of Redfield, he accepted it for 2014. 
I was ready, I was teaching full time. So it was the staff week of 2014. I turn up, and um, and I and I've just had the sign from Kevin the day before staff week. Oh, I'm going to continue Perusia. How are we going to do this? And I noticed I was in charge of the video studio, which we're in now actually, and uh, they had a video club. And I, I said, and I noticed there's nothing happening here, but bar the class on a Tuesday afternoon. And I said, look, I could, I've got all these CDs in my lounge room. I could set up the 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 shelves, put them up, and he said at the time, look, it, it, it goes against the school policy. We don't allow for sort of uh, third parties to, to use school premises. Um, so I said, no worries. I just thought I'd ask. And about uh, a few weeks later, and in that time, I prayed a novena to St. Joseph for Perusia. Day one of that novena, um, he came back to me and said, remember you um, asked about the room? I just presented it to the formation committee, and they all said it would be great for the parents, so you can move in any time. You're kidding! Wow. Okay, let's do it. So I uh, moved in that weekend. Chris Tanner helped me, and uh, we got the shelves in. We got our lounge room. Joseph was already born. Our son. We named him after Saint Joseph, of course. And um, and that was a major sign for us. Another sign was our photocopier, which uh, it's come to an end now. But um, <laughs> but at the time, that was costing us a thousand dollars a month. Um, so that's a lot of money for the lease, five year lease. So you add up the math, you know, twelve times five, sixty thousand um, dollars, and it, it was about halfway through the lease. And why is that significant? Because the school's photocopier broke down, and they, the company, wasn't able to replace it for about two weeks. And it was the start of term one, so they were like, "We need worksheets. We need to get all this, and we're desperate." And I said, "I'm sitting on a production printer. Um, you can have it any time." And they said, okay, how soon can you get it in? I said, oh, next day. So it is a heavy thing, as we've discovered. Oh, oh yeah. Breaks yes. your back. It's coming to the end <laughs> yeah. of its life. And we were but, taking oh. it out of the office the other day, and it's crazy heavy. Unbelievable. Yeah. So we're going back six years, right? So yeah. um, that uh, that was uh, – we got it here, and they paid for the lease. They allowed um, us to still um, print the covers on there, and um, and that was a great win-win. So $1,000 was saved so that's that's a less burden on our on our finances because mm. if you understand it was only one bank account my personal one and so the teaching salary would go in and anything that happened with Perusia went in uh, buckets and and it was always short and then I would always fill in the gaps and mm. uh, from a teaching salary supporting five children and a ministry it was just getting really hard and part of the ministry was paying Simon and paying uh, any any contractors we needed to get things done so it was just very hard um, the third sign happened though, and this is when, because I said to the Lord, okay, you know, you've made it clear you want me to continue this. Show me how you're going to do it. This is your problem now. Um, financially, we're struggling, and that's when the copier happened, the office happened, and then the website happened. So the website is an interesting story because I was searching. We needed to upgrade from that old uh, uh, form of website where you had to code. So if I just wanted to update a product, it was just too difficult. Um, so I needed something that was very quick and easy. And so we looked at the top two e-commerce websites, Shopify, BigCommerce. And I said, is there any Sydney offices with these? Because I want to see the person face-to-face. And Shopify didn't have one, but BigCommerce did. It was in Broadway. And I went down to Broadway, and it was an American salesperson. So I was like, okay, AJ's name. And he showed me around 100 people up there. This massive organization. Oh, this is only a part of it. There's 250 workers in America. How big is this thing? And he says, yeah, we've, um, we've really grown in the last year or two. And then I noticed a guy um, that was on his own in his own office, and I said, oh, who's that? And he said, um, oh, that's the founder of the company. Oh, wow. He looked familiar. I couldn't put my finger on where I saw him. I said, "He, yeah, I don't know where to put my finger on him. Interesting. Now, he, the salesman picked up that I may have known him, and I get an email after that meeting that very day, and he said, I actually just mentioned you to our owner, and uh, he said he knows who you are. He knows who Perusia is. Perusia Media at the time, he went to one of your talks. He actually was at the Tim Staples talk um, <laughs> at St. Charles and, and he said, you're doing great work um, and he wants to give you six months free just to try it out. Well, that made my decision. Okay, <laughs> big commerce it is. But I wanted to go in and thank the guy and his name is Eddie and I went in and I said, look, thank you very much for your support. That was very generous. And he said, tell me your story and I shared my story. Um, and then he, at the end of all that, he called in his assistant and said, can you give Perusia the enterprise package, which is about $1,500 a month for free, indefinitely. Oh, okay, thank you, Lord. And so that's a big saving. So as you know, Big Commerce has unlimited space, unlimited bandwidth. You can un- 
you know, un- there's no limit to it. So you could just keep adding and adding and adding. Where other other websites, you've got to pay for more space. This was all unlimited or for free. Um, I said, okay. So that we've got the website, we've got the office. We, we've got the, the, the printer paid for. Lord made it clear. But now Kevin arrives in the new office and he discovers all the CDs around and he says, tell me more about this ministry because he was only interested at the time. He how do we get the tour at the time? Yeah, yeah. how do yeah. we get it? But then he discovered, okay, there's more to it than I thought. And he said, if you need any help, and he's sort of hinting that uh, that he was in a position to help financially, but he didn't say that, but I was trying to read between the lines and I, then he said, anytime you need help, let me know. So I just uh, took a stab at it. I, I wrote an email saying, this is what I think we need in Australia. And I, I shared the, the vision of having lighthouse parish stands in every parish, Bible studies in every parish, guest speakers in every parish. And when you think about what does that cost, you know, $500 a stand times that by every parish, you know, it's, it's over a million dollars to get all this to happen. So I just put it out there. And two weeks later, he calls back and he said, I got your email. Rather than give Perusia a donation, what about we join forces? What do you mean? He said, well, uh, I don't know how your structure is, but if it's just a sole trader, maybe we set up as a company, we'll be co-directors. Um, we can work out what it's worth. I can inject some capital in and we go from there. Interesting. So he, he came to Sydney to discuss more. Um, and that year, Matthew Arnold came. This so is 2015. Was, no, 14. 2014. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and so he came. Uh, he was hearing, listening to the talks of Matthew Arnold, and it was great because Matthew Arnold was there very early on in St. Joseph's. So I got an insight of the way St. Joseph's worked, and it was really good to connect with the voice, who's now the voice, who has been the voice of Perusia and Lighthouse for for some time now. Um, and now with the change, we're looking at uh, now another okay. type of recording. But but yeah, it's just been great to have Interestingly, him. Matthew Arnold, that tour was the first time I ever went to a Parisia event as well. Is that right? It was that Matthew Arnold there tour. You go. Yeah, learn mm-hmm. something every day. There you go. Um, but yeah, that, that Kevin and I, we hit it off. Uh, we don't. My wife is, is not that quick to trust, but he came. He visited us at home, spoke to my wife and I, and we said, look, we've got nothing to lose. He didn't know months earlier we were ready to sort of hand this over, so... Okay, Lord, you've, this is all you. Yes. So July 1, 2014, we established Perusia Media Proprietary Limited So, it was a, and we're co- co-directors. And I was still full-time at school. So we needed to go. I wanted to introduce him to the partners, so who we work with. And we went to America in, in the holidays of between Term 3 and Term 4. I set up a 10-day tour, um, and we went to Catholic Answers, Ignatius Press, EWTN, um, CCC of America in Dallas, uh, Texas. We went to um, Ascension Press over in Philadelphia. Uh, we met Scott Hahn. We stayed there for a couple of days as well in Steubenville. So Kevin was on fire. He said, "All right, this is amazing. We're gonna we're gonna make this happen." And I, I then try to get a team together. And look, I don't know the slightest thing about business. You know, learning how it is. What's a budget? What's a what what's a business plan? All this stuff was all new to me. And Kevin was sort of asking these questions. And it was just, look, this is a ministry. I don't know <laughs> uh, what he was talking about, trying to, what we need in, in regards to structure. I said, well, it's all providential now. It's all people's um, donations and sales at events, and that's how we work. But anyway, he, it was great. He brought some, um, some advice, some ideas in, and I quickly learned uh, we need to get a proper team. And it's interesting, but we started to go to events and be seen, and, and that's where we connected um, at uh, Proclaim. Proclaim Conference. And uh, you just sort of dropped a hint. Uh, if you ever got any work there one day, I'll be happy. And it was like interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, I, was, I was set up there at the, um, the expo area um, yeah. with a church supply shop. I'll give them a plug, church stores in Sydney. Yes. <laughs> and um, and I, I was working with them, and we just happened to have a stall in the same location. And we, we'd crossed paths before we'd met each other. And at that point, I'd started sourcing CDs uh, and distributing through yeah, the, you the were local an account manager. I was yeah. an account manager at the time. And then, yeah, that was the first time we seriously talked about the potential that I might ever get involved um, more than just representing in a parish. Yeah. yeah, Amazing. 2015. 2015, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we, and I think, was that the year? That was the year you I started. I started yeah, so, a few um, months later. So was it 2014 or 2015? Maybe no, we met in 2014, and, and then, then 2015 was the position. Yeah, yeah, we made it. We created a position, <laughs> and uh, it was you did everything back then, uh, answering the phones, doing everything Simon was doing, and uh, and it was out, out of this office. Yeah, to this day we're still working out what I should actually be doing. So that's great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what's your title again, Mark? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we're still working that one out. For you. <laughs> yeah, J 
jack of all trades, master, master of none. Definitely. Look, it's been an amazing journey, and I, I, I just think since then that phase, what I call phase three, um, when Kevin came in. So, um, you know, phase one, the foundational years, phase two, when when the speakers started to come and that took us to another level and then phase three now is a new structure and i feel like we're going into a bit of a phase four now and as phase four is you know since this partnership with ewt we now got what is it eight nine staff um it was not one person anymore so phase four philip brooks is now involved <laughs> philip with one l or two there's two two, two l's and okay. philip one l and phil apparently right. very good <laughs> that's what they say yeah but mm. um yeah, we have so much fun. It's a great team. And now volunteers. And I think, yeah, when you when you look at the full team, we've grown tenfold in the last five years alone. Um, that's across the board. That's in how many people are reached on an annual basis, um, how many people are reached online. That's probably grown a hundredfold. You know? um, how many, um, I guess, how many, how much we've distributed as well, physical products as well as now digital. Um, just the amount of people turning up to events, just the whole and this word everywhere we go now, it's starting to become a bit of a, a household name. Oh, Perusia, Perusia, and people are familiar with it. And I think last year we had Ian on and we announced the new brand. And those who can watch this, but we've got a new logo now, and we've simply called Perusia. It's not Perusia Media anymore, and media happens to be one of many things we do. So um, this has been an amazing journey. And I'm super excited about the future, what, what, what it holds, and this podcast, and how we can share inside stories of what's going on all the partners that we deal with all the speakers that we deal with and invite people in on this adventurous journey because it is an adventure i've heard this story that you're sharing so many times in so many different forums but even listening again today i, I sit and think oh wow i forgot that was there i forgot that was in the yeah. history and and yet you can really see how the lord has led this apostolate from something yeah. very small to something that has got such a reach um, in current day and who knows where it's going to end up. But if anyone out there is wondering and, and hearing about Perusia for the first time and you're thinking, how serious are these guys? What is really behind it? Well, obviously God's behind this because otherwise it wouldn't yeah. still exist. There's a lot of people that work really hard here, but the Lord is behind this and just hearing this story that is so evident. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's very easy to fall into the routine of, oh, you know, yeah, just going to work again another day. Um, but like... This isn't just work, you know. This yeah. is this is so much more than that. Um, God is really behind it, and and yeah, we're very lucky to be we doing have, what we ab- what we're able to do. Exactly, we have our challenging days here, like in any job. But mm. I don't think any of us would have as, ever said we don't enjoy coming to do what we do. I think we're very blessed to be doing what we're doing, yeah, and being called it's to this mission. sort of work. And it's really exciting, and it, it, it's really challenging. There there are days where it's it's fantastic, it's fun, it's it's everything feels positive and then there are days you think how are we going to make this work mm. but looking back it, it is all definitely worth it and you yeah. you share the challenges that you had bringing it to where it is today and looking back you can see yeah that was tough we didn't know how we were going to get through that but the lord got us through that it was very clear that absolutely it was only with his it's only because this is his will that this continues that this is continuing so yeah it's just it's very exciting to be involved and to to basically pick up um with, with what's what's gone before us and to, to pick it up and to be to be sharing the load these days now there's yeah. more people involved we really are sharing the load and and yeah what a what a ma- amazing apostolate to be involved with yeah praise thank you mike the great words and and it is it's now it's many of us together it's it's not a one person shoulder anymore it's it's a team effort and it's got everyone involved and that's what's made this so special the church is done notice the work the impact um and people across the world are starting to to pick up the name Perusia Media or Perusia, and um, and the reputation's there. And I think there's such a responsibility on our hands that we need to keep this going, um, keeping in line with the magisterium of the church, making sure we're presenting the truth in love, um, and we're giving information, not for information's sake, but for transformation. Mm. And I just love um, everything that we're doing, and I'm just super excited about all the possible avenues we can, we can um, you know, touch on <laughs> you know, we've got podcasts and videos and youtube and social media and the physical products the digital world the, you know perusia on demand i mean there's so the much events and yeah. i think the events the live mm. that's never going to change the study groups have just been super powerful um yeah i'm just i'm just excited about what the future holds so if anyone was wondering what is behind the perusia podcast that's the story that's led us to this there point you go. and and now with this podcast we hope to 
to, to broaden the reach and, and to, to make sure that we're reaching more and more people each year. It's, it's fantastic to see people that we've never seen at the events yes. when, we run the, when we run those. People who have never been before and have discovered us for the first time. So hopefully for those listening to this podcast, share this podcast, make mm. sure that, that people are hearing what it is that we're doing because what we're doing is exciting for the church in Australia and, and even beyond Australia now. So... Today we've heard the Chabot Ray story and, and the history of Perusia Media, now Perusia, uh, to launch off the podcast. And Chabot, you'll be a regular contributor uh, throughout this podcast. Uh, and in the in the podcast ahead, we're going to hear the Philip Brooks story. And for anyone who cares, yes. we're going to hear my story a little bit as well. Oh, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure, sure your mum will listen, Mark. <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> guaranteed one listener. That's right. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's exciting. We're, we're we're launched. We're underway. And and then from uh, the introductory podcast, learning about each three of us, uh, we 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 launch into. We've got presenters here this year. We've got Trent Horn coming this year yes. from Catholic Answers. We've got Raymond D'Souza coming. We've got Dr. Edward Shree coming back. Right. Deacon Harold Burke Sivers. Dr. John Berksma. There's this massive long list of people, and these are all the big international names, but there are so many people in this country contributing. Yeah, And mm. we intend to catch up with them as well, uh, whether they're working in a, in a diocesan office or whether they're running their own apostolate themselves. Wh- whatever circle of life they're in, we hope that this podcast can, can basically bring everybody together in some way. There's such power in sharing stories, mm. and mm. I think that's a yeah. good way to start from our perspective is to share our own stories because I think a story is such a powerful thing. And it really says a lot about the person, but also the society they're living in. And, and our aim is to improve our society. It's to reclaim the culture for God. So hopefully yeah. within this podcast, we can do a little bit of that. Mm. I think it'll be good also to have that, that regular sort of contact with our listeners. So if they want to ask us any questions or anything, I think content at com is a great email address that they can hit us up at. Is and that then, because that's your email address, Phil, and you want all the uh, the fan mail? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so all, the, all the fan mail this way. <laughs> Any way of commenting on on the podcast page? There, there should be ways. Should yeah, be, yeah, as as this this is still in its um, infant days, this podcast. Uh, we'll we'll figure that sort of stuff out as we go along. But there should be ways. If you find ways of commenting, you know, be sure that we'll see them. Um, and, and yeah, share this around. We um, want this to be interactive. Yeah, yeah. content at perusiamedia.com If you have any. Um, directed questions at us we'll, we'll be sure to to cover them in future podcasts we'll have this saved on the Perusia Media website as well yeah it'll be available on the Perusia Media website um, on our YouTube channel and Excellent. through all your regular um, podcast apps that you you listen to your podcasts awesome. through bring it on what a year ahead looking forward to thank it thank you well thank you Let's for joining it. us on the first Perusia podcast and we look forward to you tuning in next time as we proclaim the fullness of truth <laughs>